0: Hi, and welcome to the Hotel podcast with your hosts, Michael Ross and Christian Lipinski. Every week, we'll dive into the stuff we find interesting through our work in this business. We'll have industry updates, expert guests, and our own musings on what we think the future might look like. We also want to hear from you. If there's a topic you'd like to have featured on one of our next episodes, email us at info at iMeadHotel.com or find us on LinkedIn at Hotel.
1: Hi, Christian Lipinski here, and welcome to another episode of I Meet Hotel, the podcast. Now, this week we're talking NFTs or non-fungible tokens in travel and hospitality. Now, I know you're probably like me. What are non-fungible tokens, and how can it affect the future of hospitality? Luckily, I'm joined by someone who can explain just that. Filling in for my co-host this week, Michael Ross. Please welcome to the show the founder of Trips Community, Luca Digilio. Luca, thanks for joining today, but before we start on the topic, perhaps you can give us a little bit more of an introduction to you and your background.
2: Well,
0: I'm the founder of Chips Community, which is a project. It's a community of people who want to uh, help the transition from the web two, which is today's web, to the web of the future, which mm-hmm. is called Web3, which is basically the web plus cryptocurrencies in a okay. way. And uh, we've been working almost four years on this project, mm-hmm. and lately we are we have started an experiment on NFTs,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and I'm gonna get later on, on what NFTs are. But we're basically trying to see how we can adapt the industry uh, to what's happening on the web. So we have a web evolution; the web has never stopped evolving, and uh, and things will change radically in the next five to 10 years. And well, we are at the, the forefront of this because we really enjoy being there. And uh, and then we basically trying things all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, I guess let's dive right in. Uh, before we talk about uh, this most recent article you published, uh, NFT nights, uh, I suppose we should start right at the basics. So what are NFTs?
0: Okay. NFTs are simply stuff online, mm-hmm. like okay i go very very basic because it's right. actually it's very basic mm. um let's start from the real world right so your car is unique right right because if i have a car and you have a car mm. we won't just exchange them right your car maybe is better sure. and so you wouldn't change your it mind it's gonna be a price difference etc mm. your shoes are, are unique mm. uh your your house, anything we have in our life basically is unique. And that's the meaning of non-fungible.
2: Mm-hmm. cannot
0: be exchanged, sure. right? Now, the staying in the real world, non-unique things like fungible things is basically money, right? Because if I give you a hundred bill, hundred dollar bill mm-hmm. and you give me a hundred dollar bill, yep. it's fine, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, if you go to a shop and you, you give them a hundred dollar bill, they're not going to ask you, the history of the hundred dollar sure. bill they don't care if it's being in the hand of some criminal they don't care if it's being used to you know pipe cocaine it doesn't matter it's fungible and right. actually the reason the law um, i'm pretty sure about the united states law you cannot refuse a hundred dollar bill because of its history because right. it has to be fungible mm-hmm. so money has to be fungible to work right right anything else is not fungible Right. So, whatever item you have in your real world um, is not fungible. It cannot just be exchanged. Right. right. So, why are these NFTs called non fungible tokens, which is the most horrible name they could think about? Yeah. Because <laughs> explain something, you first start by saying what is not. Yeah. And you use a word fungible, which nobody knows. Right. right. So, this, you know, this comes from nerds, right? Because that's what nerds do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wh- why this name? Yeah. Because Assets on internet have started with non-fund with fungible stuff like mm-hmm. Bitcoin, right? Sure. Bitcoin is or wants to be a currency, so it's supposed to be fungible. Mm-hmm. So when they invented the non-fungible Bitcoin, which represents a house, a pair of shoes or a, or a car, mm-hmm. they call it non-fungible token. Okay. But again, the, the best name will be online assets.
1: Online assets. Gotcha. Internet
0: assets, mm-hmm. stuff online. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we have online which we own. Now, the only thing we actually have in Web2, which we kind of own, is the domain name. Mm-hmm. Because you buy a domain name. Yep. Uh, it's, I don't know, yep. Christian.com, Christian.
1: right? Yep.
0: You buy it and you own it. That's that's an NFT.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: It's, okay. It's almost an NFT because you need to trust the authority. Mm-hmm. which is protecting your name. Like, I think this is the ICANN, you know, where we buy domain names. Sure. We buy them through companies. But the the, the last resort, the, the company, the authority which guarantees you owning Bidroom.com, for instance, mm-hmm. is is an authority. So it's ICANN, right? Okay. Now, the domain name is is a NFT, mm-hmm. And it really becomes an NFT when it goes on Web3, which means you own a domain name, but there's no icon behind it to guarantee. Mm-hmm. Like you could buy Bidroom, Bidroom.eth or Bidroom.crypto. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's a real non-fungible token. Okay. Why? Because nobody is guaranteeing this as a company. is guaranteed by the network. So you own this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody can take it away from you. Mm-hmm. In the same way as the domain name, uh, the dot com domain name, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, it's decentralized. So we have removed from the equation this authority. Okay. Okay. Another property of this domain name NFT is the fact that you can send it to someone. So if I want to get Bidroom from you mm-hmm. uh, or from Michael, I would have to pay it, and then the authority should adjust uh, update the registry to say now this uh, bedroom.com belongs to Luca, right? Mm-hmm. With an NFT, I just you just send it to me with a transaction. It takes 1 minute, sure. right? And it is 100% guaranteed that now it belongs to me. Mm-hmm. Like nobody would be ever ever able to con- you know uh, say something against it, sure. right? This is kind of the magic of of web3. Ownership is is now without third parties, right? right? So
1: you're just taking out the middleman.
0: You take out the middleman completely.
1: Yeah, I got you don't you. need
0: anymore. Actually, it's safer to have bedroom.eth than to have bedroom.com because who knows? Right. I can could decide for any reason that this domain doesn't belong to you, mm-hmm. right? It's not going to happen. We have 25 years of experience and it works, right? But yep. you know, there's always a, it's called third party third, uh, counterparty risk. Okay. There's a third party involved, right? Mm-hmm. So, so domain names are pretty safe, I would say, but other things uh, are difficult to manage because domain names, you know, I have to pay for them every year. There's mm-hmm. a cost involved with that, right? Mm-hmm. With NFTs, you don't pay anything.
1: Yep, it just becomes and an so, asset.
0: Yeah, so I could make an asset of something very, very cheap because mm-hmm. it's very cheap to do them. So, the we are going the, the, the very interesting transition here is Web two. Is a web where we are renting. And let me tell you what I mean with that. You sure. don't rent your domain name. That's yours, right? Yep. Yeah, you pay a fee every year, but it's yours. But everything else we rent. We rent our booking.com account mm-hmm. because, and by rent, I mean we do not own it. Booking could clo- shut down our account. Mm-hmm. We, we rent our Airbnb account. Mm-hmm. Airbnb does shut down accounts often. Uh, we are renting our Gmail email, right? Mm-hmm. We're renting our Google Drive, mm-hmm. our Facebook, our Instagram. We rent everything. Yep. It means we do not own anything, mm-hmm. right? Web3, it's the web of ownership. So okay. you don't rent anymore, you own, mm-hmm. right? You own your domain name, you own your accounts, you own everything there, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a big transition. And it's actually very good news. Yep. It's like we we will now own our stuff in this new place, which is the
1: internet. Yep. So it becomes digital assets, basically, you know, just like yeah. your car, your house out uh, in physical assets. Uh, this kind of is, is, is making more of a uh, digital asset pro- portfolio, basically.
0: Yes, exactly. That, that's a perfect synthesis. We have, we are going to have digital assets. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, stretching the metaphor a little bit, it's like when people were, who left the you know, um, when the, the Americas were discovered by the Europeans mm-hmm. and people left these uh, um, feudalistic societies, like England, for instance, mm-hmm. where there was a king and nobody had actually any rights. They were um, kind of serfs mm-hmm. and they moved to America and they started owning because America was built on a, on a concept, which is, you know, the individual mm-hmm. owns its stuff, private property, right? Yeah. So they moved there and they started owning stuff instead of being granted for a certain period of time until the king was happy. Right. Sure. It's, it's an incredible shift. Yep. And this is happening today in the Internet. Yep. So it's, it's great news for everybody. Right. Yeah, well, think yeah. It takes a bit of time before we understand it.
1: I, I think uh, probably one of the most recent ones that I uh, remember was the first tweet went up for for sale. Uh, and you got a non fungible token for it that you own that first tweet, and I think it was going for like millions of dollars from uh, on an auction somewhere. So yeah, that went for two two point six million. Yeah, that's. For the original tweet, you know, so you can see that there is value in digital assets and that people are willing to pay for those digital assets. So I I think we had a pretty good background on NFT uh, and what non-fungible tokens are and how they uh, relate uh, to the digital asset world. So let's let's go into hospitality uh, and how NFTs and hospitality uh, and travel can merge in that sense. Uh, So why would it be beneficial for, you know, a property owner of apartments or, you know, hotels and uh, start to deal with NFTs?
0: Okay. Um, first of all, NFTs, a little bit of history. NFTs are about, well, they're a few years old. Uh, mm-hmm. The first real usage was three, four years ago. Uh, in the first, in the last bubble, mm-hmm. um, there were these crypto kitties, you, you could, uh, you could, you uh, could own some cats and you can buy, you know, you can mate them and have kids and then yeah. these will inherit properties from the, the parents. Uh, that was the first time we really heard about the, the NFT mm. used uh, in the wild, right? Mm. And this year, NFTs have exploded maybe three months ago, right? With, as you mentioned, tweets or mm. digital images, uh, art, music, etc. Now it's, that's not the best place to start from, to understand NFTs, because it's really hard to understand Mm -hmm. why would they buy a tweet for $2.6 million, because everybody owns it, right? And we're not going to try to explain that, uh, because this is something, you know, artists have to explain, or the tweet itself was a historical artifact, right? Right. But art is more for artists, the music is more for for, for musicians, But again, if you go back to the the, the, the concept of NFTs is, is simply online stuff, which you own. Now, and going back to your question, why are NFTs interesting? Well, first of all, they are really, really new. We have discovered maybe 1% of the use cases, right? Mm-hmm. And again, let me go back a little bit. Uh, in sure. the last couple of years, I was thinking about how we can tokenize availabilities, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go straight to, to our business here because even Bidroom is very much about this too, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, until NFTs, the idea was to say, okay, I have 365 days in my apartment and I can tokenize it. I can give it a value in tokens and people can buy these tokens. So they're buying my availabilities, right? And you understand that this is really cumbersome because you're trying to virtualize something which is already virtual and you make it in something difficult to understand, right? Then NFTs came along and the idea to make availabilities in NFTs came up. So that's much easier to understand. And let me go back to, let me go to the example where, where, where the experiment we, we have started, right? So we took this villa in, uh, in Spain, in Ibiza, mm-hmm. and we took a week from the 28th of August to the 4th of September. And we made an NFT, Right. This NFT represents seven nights in that villa. So if you buy this NFT, you can go to the villa and stay, right? So, the villa costs about €6,200 mm. on Booking.com, the NFT is cheaper, it's about 5000 sorry 6400 and the NFT is about 5200 because there's no Booking.com yeah, yeah. Uh, commission, right? Yeah. Uh, plus the owner decided to give a little bit of discount because he was interested, right? So mm. now. It's pretty simple. It's a contract. You buy the NFT, you acquire the right to go and stay there, mm-hmm. right? What are the advantages? Well, first of all, from, from the owner point of view, he's getting a booking mm-hmm. if we sell it, of course. He's getting a booking without booking.com. It's
2: mm-hmm.
0: a direct booking,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay? Uh, it's from the technical point of view, it's very easy. There's no platform he has to deal with. There's no uh, contracts to do, like, mm-hmm. you know, Opening accounts and stuff. Mm-hmm. He just knows that this NFT is going to be sold and somebody's going to come and he's going to get the money. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the concept. Mm-hmm. And um, this is just the first experiment. And the reason we are doing it is to learn on the way. So yeah. I don't have all the answers. Yeah. yeah. We, we only have uh, like an idea which we are testing mm-hmm. to collect data. So it's very much a scientific experiment, sure. if you want. Right. And we learned already a lot. Right. So again, it's to uh, skip the the OTAs basically,
1: yep.
0: mm-hmm. um, because these NFTs are sold on marketplaces too, but these marketplaces are not charging 20 percent. Right. Okay. They are charging this specific marketplace we are testing is charging two point five percent.
1: That's
0: it. Right. So it's it's a it's a big. Um, uh big savings in terms of commission. Yeah. Now, from, from the gas point of view, you save the money, so it's cheaper. yeah And and that's a big thing here. When you buy this NFT, like you can sell it or you can transfer it. Now I could buy it for my friend, my mm. my my brother, whatever. I could simply decide to buy it and send the NFT and this person who gets it has the booking. So the- which is
1: it's transferred, so he receives the digital asset, and so he uh, takes yes. ownership of it.
0: And think about when you book on on an OTA, mm-hmm. uh, and you decide you cannot go anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you bought on, on a canceling, sorry, a refundable um, booking, fine, mm-hmm. just cancel and you rebook, right? Yep. But if you had I don't know thirty percent, which you don't get back, or fifty percent, whatever the cancellation policy is, is mm-hmm. you lose it, right? Yep. If you buy an NFT, there's a market. And you can sell it. Right. So you don't want to go anymore. You sell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you decide that, for instance, it was cheap because there were still doubts about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then you know, end of August, everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's traveling. Maybe is twenty percent more expensive. You, right. you can try to sell it more expensive and go somewhere else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You could also exchange it. You don't want to go to Ibiza anymore. You want to go in your own country and you exchange it on a marketplace where people put these bookings and, right. and, and they have this exchange. So the, the possible outcomes are many. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, that's why we do this experiment.
1: So let me ask you when I buy one of these NFTs for this property and you know, I pay, just say my visa card, buy it. I mean, where does that money go? Does it go right to the property owner that they have that asset or that, that money and I have the asset or how does that work?
0: In this experiment, we try to make it as easy as fast as possible, and mm-hmm. the money actually goes to us, trips community. Mm-hmm. So we act as an escrow, okay. and we release the money as you know Airbnb does, for instance, to the host after check-in. Okay, right. But this is just because we wanted to launch it quickly. Uh, Web3 allows you something much better. It allows you to send this money in an escrow smart contract. So basically you make this automatic and there's no third party, there's no trips community involved and the money is released to the owner uh, later on. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you'll get the same uh, kind of escrow protection you're getting from traditional OTAs, okay? Uh, but there's no OTAs in the middle, but that's, that's farther on, farther yeah, down yep. the road.
1: Yep. And you know, uh, I guess I'm, I'm a young guy and I'm, you know, still a bit confused about blockchains and cryptocurrencies. I mean, uh, I'm 36 and I kind of understand I'm understanding more and more. Uh, but, you know, of course, we have a lot of hotel owners or property owners that, you know, are much older generation. Uh, how do you sell that to them?
0: Uh, you don't. Uh, this is um, really early. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the people who buy this NFT are people who are already in crypto mm-hmm. and they know what's going on. There's no need to explain. And the... Um, the the, the supply side is people who already understood it by themselves right Mm -hmm. and we got uh, maybe 30 people who already proposed their apartments for this project and and that's enough because right now we don't have we're not going to launch a thousand nfts right uh for the last three years i tried with trips to go and educate Mm -hmm. the industry uh i came to the realization uh we just have to wait for for people sure. who, to educate themselves, and they're coming. It's it's growing, mm-hmm. right? So we have enough people today um, who have understood the basic concepts and who can participate in these kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. The others will come later. Uh, not everybody will come. I mean, there's still people who don't, you know, kind of accept the internet,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so th- we don't. You don't try to sell this to somebody who is against it yeah. or doesn't didn't make the work to understand.
1: Sure
2: simple as that yeah Mm
1: -hmm. so you know you said that okay you buy a property 5,000 uh for for a week and then down the road you know market value goes up 20 percent and then you sell that nft for 20 percent more because there's a higher demand on it um you know does this open the door to people that have a lot of money just to buy up property nfts and then flip them down the road uh, of course, there's a gamble that the property price may go down, and they're not able to sell it for as much. But how do you, you know, see that working, or um, you know, how is that going to uh, affect the the, the properties?
0: Um, I think there's going to be a whole new class of travel speculators. Mm. Which uh, have uh, information advantage. So let's say somebody who is exp- who is actually doing this professionally, and is, for instance, this summer, right? This summer there's this, you know, dark cloud of COVID. Are we going to open? Are we not going to open? Are going to people? Uh, are people going to travel? How, how is the vaccine going, etc.? And somebody could sit down and, uh, you know, if there's enough NFTs on the market, could sit down and say, okay, let's see how Spain is going to do. And they have a positive outlook and they see that everybody in Spain is underselling or selling the cheap price because they are kind of afraid to be empty. When they see the opportunity, they buy the NFTs and and try to flip them when the public finally understands that actually it's going to be a great summer, Mm -hmm. right? Speculators, it means they can also lose, of course, right? right? Now, see this from the point of view of the supply side. Today, you are selling your Seven days in a villa to the only person or to your market, your addressable market are only the groups or families who want to come to Ibiza Mm -hmm. that week. So Mm -hmm. it's very, very small, right? And you're competing with them. You're competing with all the other villas in in the island, right? In that market, market price. Now, when you make an NFT out of them, anybody can buy it could be a speculator could be somebody who wants to buy it just in case because it can be resold uh it could be bought by basically anybody who believes there's going to be a market for this mm-hmm. this week right so in 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 a later stage when and if nfts are a big thing and everything is is a um every Availabilities can be made into assets. Mm-hmm. You as a as a supply manager, as an owner and manager, you don't need anymore to sell to one kind of person, you can sell to the market. Mm-hmm. And the market will sort this out. Right. right. So that opens also the possibility that you can sell 2023, 4, 5, you know, a speculator will say, okay, I'm gonna buy Krakow mm-hmm. uh,
2: 2023,
0: 2025. Nobody's buying now. I'm gonna sell us, we'll put 10% of the rooms. At a very good rate because they want to have future guaranteed cash flow
2: mm-hmm.
0: because it is future is guaranteed cash flow you sold it already it's not refundable and you know you're going to get the money no matter what somebody bought it right right so it really opens the the way to many innovations because again when something becomes an asset a digital tradable asset mm-hmm. the um the opportunities are, are really many. And you have to add to the, to the fact that you don't need to go through you know, the stock exchange or the traditional finance. Everything goes into decentralized finance, which is basically um, a way to trade assets mm-hmm. uh, globally, 24-7, uh, borderless, permissionless. If you play a little bit with crypto in DeFi, decentralized finance, you understand what's going to happen. And right. it's really, really huge in my opinion.
1: Right, so I mean, I've I, I've bought a, a little Bitcoin over the last uh, last year just to kind of see how it works. You know, by twenty bucks here, twenty bucks here, uh, and you know I watch it, and now it's over sixty thousand, but uh, it dropped you know a few weeks ago back around 53000 So I was like, oh, I'll buy another 20 bucks on it, uh, you know, at, at that price. And so now it's over 60000 So that 20 bucks has gone up. So you, you're right. It's kind of a gamble. And you kind of watch and see what the market does, goes up and down. Um, you know, I'm thinking, what are the main advantages? Do you think that there are in NFTs and, you know, are there disadvantages?
0: Uh, well, we actually are trying to figure this out through this experiment. Um, But again, the advantage is that it's um, very easy to trade. Mm. So it makes a uh, non-tradable asset. You're booking on a villa for a week into a tradable asset. Mm. And then you basically give this to the market and the market does what it does, which is uh, mostly price discovery, right? Another issue we have, okay, you have to put, a price on your room or your apartment or villa, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of, you know, you kind of guess with you know all this um, historical data, etc. Sure. But we've seen this year, for instance, that uh, you know, price management systems what is the name? It's not price management, is it um, revenue management systems
2: mm-hmm.
0: are probably having a hard time because we never seen. Yeah. Uh, a year like 2020 or 2021, right? Yep. So you put your room on the market at a certain price, but the market is not really able to react. They buy or don't buy, right? right? But how many people are going to buy that week? Just the people who want to come, right? If you make an asset out of it, the market will give it a price.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So price discovery is going to be much more efficient. Sure. So that's another potential advantage of, of NFTs.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about disadvantages? Do you think there are any disadvantages with uh, with NFTs? Fin-
0: financialization of stuff as it's dangerous, right? When you take something which is not um, a financial asset, it's kind of pure, right? Mm-hmm. When it becomes financial, there could be, may- like speculation could be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like for instance, uh, prices go out of the, you know, they go too high, and people build strategies based on those prices, and then prices crash. Sure. And you mentioned this with, with the Bitcoin, right? For instance, NFTs in ART have gone through the roof. Mm. It doesn't make any sense anymore, right? So they're going to crash. Sure. That's kind of a given, right? So there's, there's one aspect about NFTs, especially at the beginning, because they have a potential historical value. Now, these NFT we, we, we made, uh, if we get a booking, is gonna have not only the value of the of the stay in the villa, it's gonna have an historical value. And somebody could say, you know what, I'm gonna buy this for 10,000 euro or 50,000 euro because it's the first NFT in history. And okay, it's the first one, that's fine. But what happens when we do a new one, that is gonna be the first in Spain and the first in Poland, mm-hmm. and then the first in Krakow, and then the first for a hotel, and all these may have an historical value and people may overpay for them. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point this historical value starts you know crashing and you you may be bought for for too much so yeah. that's a risk mm-hmm. price discovery in new assets is never linear mm-hmm. and you've seen this with, with your bitcoin it's yep. gonna go up and it's gonna crash a million times yep. Now, luckily for bitcoin it always goes higher at the end right so far yep uh who knows when this stops but with NFTs, it could be even more because there's no real big liquidity, right? Right. So when there's a lot of liquidity in an asset, it gets more stable. But these NFTs could go crazy, yeah. right?
1: They, they could yeah. go anywhere. I, I, so. Yeah, I see, you know, just uh, like anything else in the market that it, it takes a little bit for it to catch on where it goes and then it finds its equilibrium. Um so looking at that looking to the future uh, as i mentioned you know bitcoin started with you know uh, buying a couple pizzas for for a bitcoin now it's almost 60,000 USD. Oh, sorry that was for 10,000 bitcoin. For 10,000 bitcoins <laughs> yes. for a pizza. Yeah. So you know now you imagine now it's almost 60,000 uh USD a bitcoin and You know, projections are that you can buy a Lamborghini with a Bitcoin by the end of the year and a Bugatti by 2023. Uh, You know, looking at NFTs and hospitality and travel, uh, you know, do you see this going the way Bitcoin has kind of been projected to go uh, and more and more people using NFTs, you know, to have these digital assets, uh, including, let's just say, not just in hospitality, but let's say uh, uh, travel like flight tickets and things like this.
0: Well, no, they are completely different things. Bitcoin is a a specific kind of beast. Uh, There is a a minimum, sorry, a maximum issuance, Mm -hmm. which is less than 21 millions. It's conceived as a currency or store of value, or however this is going to go. It's basically money. It tries to be money, right? And uh, NFTs are different. So when I buy this villa in Ibiza for a week, the, the the moment I use it, those are the 29th of August, this NFT loses the whole value of the stay in the villa, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it retains some value because of historical value, mm-hmm. and maybe it retains its value because of marketing. And you're gonna get to that. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So every NFT is different. With Bitcoin, every Bitcoin is the same, right? Mm-hmm. Every NFT is different. So there's no way that NFTs are gonna go like, you know, two years from now, you buy a ticket flight ticket and these NFTs is going to be worth millions, right? Right, right. Uh, they, they, they lose their value or they lose most of the value after they've been used. They're like tickets, again, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Or stamps, right? A stamp is worth you know, a dollar and then if it's really old, it gets value years later because sure. of this. history. okay, yeah, I got you. It. But it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there could be, uh, and they're probably going to be waves of uh, exuberance in, mm-hmm. in price terms, right? And so, yeah, uh, always careful when you deal with anything related to money, basically, yes.
1: Sure. You know, you said that you're doing this as an experiment. Um, You know, are you still looking for hotels or other villas and things like this to uh, give it a try? Or, you know, if somebody wants to say, hey, I want to see if I put my rooms up for NFTs, uh, how do they start?
0: Well, in the article, the one you, you mentioned, there is a link where you can... Uh, offer submit your property mm-hmm. and it goes in a list. And then after we've done the first one, we're going to try the second one. And we're going to try to find something which uh, makes sense for the second NFT. So maybe it's basically a diff- maybe different country, maybe uh, uh, something cheaper. Uh, maybe we're going to try other platforms. There's many, many variables. But yeah, if you're interested, you can make a submission. Mm-hmm. It goes into the list and then, and then we'll see basically.
1: So, Luca, before uh, we wrap up, uh, anything else you want to add? If someone wants to get a hold of you, uh, how do they do that?
0: Well, tripscommunity.com is the website of the project. It's, it's important to mention this is not a startup or even a company. So we have a company, we, we open a company, but actually it's, it's what you would call a decentralized Autonomous Organization in a way, DAO. Uh, it's a group of people who are doing things together as much as a company does, but we coordinate through uh, our own cryptocurrency, which is TRIPS. So when you help this project, you get a few of these TRIPS, which then later you can set on the market. So it's an incredible way to coordinate people around the world, very, very flat. So there's no managerial positions here and uh so it's it's something a bit hard to understand until you do it right it cannot Mm -hmm. really be explained Uh, maybe the closest thing you can think of is a cooperative Um, and then you take it from there basically so tripscommunity.com and everything is there and most of us we meet in discord which is kind of an online forum Mm -hmm. it's kind of like like slack Mm -hmm. or whatsapp with many channels Mm -hmm. so that's where more about five thousand people are uh, register today
1: right on all right Luca well thank you so much for joining us today and I really appreciate your time
0: thank you Christian thank you everybody
1: cool I think we'll wrap it up here for today so to all our listeners thank you for joining we have another great episode planned for you so watch this space Remember to stay up to date with all our events by signing up to the I meet Hotel mailing list and visiting us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Or hey, you can go old school. Email us at info at iMeetHotel.com. So today we talked, we questioned, we learned, and most importantly, we hope we gave you something to think about. Also, if there's anything you want us to cover in future episodes, we've got a podcast team that's eager to dive into some weird and interesting research topics. So get in touch with us and let us know if there's anything you want to know about hospitality.
0: The I Meet Hotel podcast is a production from I Meet Hotel and Big the first subscription-based online travel
2: community. Visit Bidroom.com to learn more.